welcome Miss Danny Sarek. Did I say that right now? Yes, you, you did. Good you, job. You know what's crazy? I, like that. I watched plenty hey, you, of videos. You're terrible, Scott. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you, if you <laughs> listen, I'm terrible with names. I'm terrible with pronunciations. <laughs> Everyone in the fan chats will tell you I'm terrible at it. But That's okay. I, Everyone gets it wrong. <laughs> I, but I watched so many of your videos and things like that, and I was like, I'm gonna get it right. I know I'm gonna get it right when this comes on. And <laughs> screwed it up, y'all. That's but, okay. But how you doing, Miss Danny? How, how, how's it going? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to talk football. It has felt like forever because it has been forever. So I am definitely looking forward to this and hanging out with y'all tonight. That's because you ain't been on a late night hype yet. That's what. That's yeah. why. I know. It's the late night hype, Miss <laughs> yeah. yeah. On a Sunday, on a football Sunday, man, I'm yes. doing great. Uh, they say be on G because you know you know how it goes. We ready to go. We're yes, sir. How's it going, big, big game, yeah. James? Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm loving it. I'm with my dogs, and then I got Miss D here. It's a great, great day. Yeah, yeah we got we yeah. do nicknames here. So I think Miss D is, is, is kind of or is, is the Miss. Does that make you? Does that age you? Hmm. No, that's fine. Okay. All right. Just make sure. I'm good know, with that. All right. All right. Yeah. So Miss D, you know. Um. So uh, I know you said you haven't talked football in a while, but that's what we do here. We talk tons and tons of football. And I know um one of the things we are really excited about is uh, the coaches coming in to the Cowboys land. And I don't know if you guys have had a chance to really talk to them or is it just a virtual, you know, interviews or what have you, but have you had a chance to, to speak with McCarthy or any other guys? McCarthy has been doing, um, not a lot, but the coaches uh, like him have just kind of been doing some um, calls with the media. So, I mean, you're right, the Cow not just the Cowboys, all the coaches in the NFL, they were allowed to go into the office Friday um, I'm yeah. not sure how many of them went back on Friday specifically. I would think it'd be more likely they all start kind of trickling in probably this week. Uh, they've been doing all the virtual OTAs and those will continue through the end of this week. So I'm not sure what the coach's plan specifically is about getting them all settled and back working into the office and everything like that. But it's a really good step that the coaches are allowed to be back at the star and it, it kind of gets you excited like, okay, like, Maybe we could actually really have football this yeah. fall. Yeah, I, I made a video about that, um, and we'll talk about it later with the uh, the fans in the chat here um, about our who was our favorite or who, who what coach are we most excited to see um, come in? What, what would be your your coach or coaches? That's I know, a good I know. Put you on the spot uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spot check, spot check. Okay, and this is not of course you know I'm I really am excited about this new coaching staff, and I was really excited and surprised when they. Uh, hired Mike McCarthy. I'm sure you guys saw that uh, video, the not really a documentary, I guess maybe like a documentary oh, that was awesome. about him. Yeah, yeah, spending that year off of coaching and really diving into the analytics and staying active on what teams were doing. Um, and this might be partially because of watching All or Nothing, but I'm really excited for John Fossil with special teams. <laughs> I mean, Bones. He, just seems, Bones. he just seems like such a cool guy to talk with. And yeah. that was also an area of really great need for the Cowboys this offseason after last year. And so that plays a large part into why I'm excited. But I think he's just a guy I'm excited to kind of be around and feel like his energy and, you know, vibe off someone who just seems so nice and just so, like, genuine about caring for his job with football. And so th that's my answer. John yeah. Fossil. John, I don't, hey, I ain't no. mad at you. I ain't mad, I ain't mad at, at it. That's a good one. Especially uh, last year we was ranked bottom half on in special teams and it's three phases of football. And I think that right now addressed in that area is, is very important. And I think that the Cowboys did a great deal of picking him up this offseason as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree on that for sure. Indeed. I, I want to jump right into Dak, Miss D. <laughs> oh, I knew that was <laughs> you, you know I ain't playing yeah. around. I ain't playing okay. around with it. <laughs> so, I mean, we see we see what the contract negotiations are ongoing. Um, we know the deadline is coming up right around the corner. Mm -hmm. In your opinion, what's kind of your thoughts on the Dak situation with the contract? Do you think he's going to sign long-term before that um, uh, July 15th date, or do you think he's going to uh, sign on the tag? What's your kind of feelings with this, and what's your kind of thoughts about him being the franchise for the future? I'm going to start with the back end, because I feel like that's the important part that people want to hear, right? Because they have their set opinion on whether or not they believe he really is a franchise quarterback. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you that he is. Okay, when yes. you look at the numbers... He, he hasn't missed a game in four years, and he has elevated his team. He has showed up late in the games. He can throw, and he can run. I, 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 
I don't understand, I guess, why people don't see that. I think now in terms of when you start looking at setting the market and paying a quarterback, people start looking at Super Bowls and titles. And mm. that's just realistically not how we pay quarterbacks. And so I do think he is a franchise quarterback. I'm going to state that at the back end. And then going to the front end of the question, that July 15th date, if he doesn't get a new contract before then, then the Cowboys can't extend him during the season. They'd have to wait all year and he becomes a free agent. And I think that is the last thing the Cowboys want. Every year, the market's going to rise. You're going to have to pay him more and more. So I think that they will come to an agreement. I think that they will find a deal for him. And what's kind of been the talks around it is not been so much about the money or the guaranteed money, but it's been about the years of the right. contract, right? It's been, we've been seeing reports that Dak wants more of a four year deal and the Cowboys are pushing for more of a five, but Dak wants four years because then you can reassess the market and make more money. But it also comes into play the TV contracts, all these mm -hmm. big networks that are going to have to start renegotiating their contracts within the next three or so years, which is going to affect, you know, how much money the teams are getting and the cap space. And so that's what allow him to get more money if he has a shorter deal. Um, so I'm not sure where they are in terms of right now of standing of how much closer they are to getting a new deal done. Uh, that July 15th date is a little scary. Uh, yes, I, I would hope that Dak would sign the franchise tag. Um, but I'm just hoping that they get a deal done before them because I am definitely team Dak. I do think he is a franchise quarterback and I think he's going to be the good quarterback that they need for at least these next, oh, sure. you know, four or five years, yeah. however long this contract is going to be. And I think that he's proven that in his play. I, I have a theory and, and, and tell me if you, if you've ever thought about this um, because of COVID, these guys aren't able to have OTAs, mini camps and things like that to come into the building where in my opinion, that's kind of a soft deadline because new coaching staff, a little bit of a new playbook. You want your quarterback in there with this new coach. Do you think if there wasn't a COVID situation that this could have been wrapped up a little bit earlier, or is this just deeper than a soft deadline? And they're really pushing this thing towards uh, a July 15th type of deal, 11th hour type of deal. I should say. I don't know how much COVID would play a role into this. Mm. Um, I would almost, we, we haven't gotten like a, a finite answer of if Dak has been on these virtual meetings, right? The, the coaches have said, you know, we're not going to get into a head count, you know, of players who have been logging in and whatnot. I would almost kind of think maybe opposite. Like if, because everything is virtual right now, maybe that would be more of a reason for Dak to log on and, you know, participate in this virtual OTA and all of these meetings. Whereas if it were in person, that's typically what we see from players of all positions around the league is if you're waiting for a new deal, you're not showing up and you're not participating. So assuming that Dak is participating in these virtual meetings, I would almost think maybe this pandemic forcing everyone to kind of stay inside may have pushed him to do that. Whereas if it were a normal off season, I don't think we probably would have seen him uh, around the star at all unless he had a new contract that, that's what's yeah. funny guys that, that, that is crazy but that's everything crazy. because Dak is usually that guy yeah, right. everything of 2019 expressed the cowboys concern of Dak prescott uh his his market value at the time was 20 to 22 million dollars at the end of 2018 and they 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 allowed Dak prescott to bet on himself and he ultimately won although we didn't go far in the playoff we didn't make it to the playoff or what have you uh, this is something that the Jerry Wayne Jones's administration need to go ahead and do is go ahead and pay that guy. Because if not, I, if I'm Dak Prescott, no way, no way I will play on that franchise tag. I'm sorry. I just won't do it. But he is, right? I, Come on, Law. He's going <laughs> to play on the tag. I'm not saying he's going to play on the tag. I'm, no saying, tag. I'm saying if push came to shove, Danny, he's not going to sit out, right? No. no. I would – he got I at least threatened. Not, I would hope not. Um, at least from the interactions I've had around Dak Prescott in the locker room. And I know Cedric Wilson was talking about this when he was on with you guys the other night about who Dak is as a leader. Like he genuinely loves football and is a highly respected man in that locker room. So I would like to think that he will, if it comes down to signing the tag or not, that he would sign the tag and he would play. But I have to be honest. And this has really kind of changed the last couple of years when I've been working uh, for an NFL team. This is a business. Mm -hmm. 
And as much as the mm -hmm. fans would hate it, I mean, you, you have to understand that just as much as the Cowboys see this as a business deal, the players have to see that as well. And they have mm -hmm. to bet on themselves and they're putting their bodies on the line every week and you don't know what the future holds. And he's proven his capabilities on the field. So mm -hmm. you can't really blame a guy, you know, when people are saying he's so selfish, he should just sign, look at all this guarantee. It's so much more than that. And just as much as we say it's a business deal with all of these front offices and executives, it's the same on the other end with the players. And so I think you have to respect that and understand where they are coming from as well. Yeah, make good points. Yeah, make that's, good points. That's, I mean, that's totally real because just like you said, Danny, um, this NFL, they always say not for long. These guys, NFL's careers is still around three to four years is on the norm. So mm -hmm. they got to get their money while they can. We, we from the outside looking in like, oh, just sign that. You hadn't made this kind of money. This is good money. But in the NFL, this is different money. It's like if you're sitting out, <laughs> if you're working out a job, mm -hmm. are you going to sell yourself short and get underpaid just because right. you want to make the team better? I mean, come on now. If you, if you put in the work, you deserve to get paid. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree completely. Yeah, and so you're in that. Well, I shouldn't say you're in the locker room, but you, you, you know the guys in the locker room. You've been in the locker room. Um, you kind of briefly touched on, you know, you know his worth to those guys. But how, you know, can you can you a little bit, you know, go in on that a little bit? How you know his leadership in there? How the guys kind of rally around him? Because we had PT Philip Tanner on, and they talked about how you know he talked about how Dak is just loved in that locker room. Do you see that same thing as a reporter? when you're in there? Yeah, I, I really do. I mean, when you go in there in the locker room, the setup is when the media goes in uh, during the season, we go in almost every day and that's our time to get the media scrums. And you walk in, it's basically a long rectangle and you've got locker room lockers on both sides. And you'll see him talking with players all along the locker room. It's not like he's just got his core group of guys. I mean, he really does seem to connect with all of the different players. And I would imagine that it's not an easy task to be QB one of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, and he seems that, yeah. to still have that great head on his shoulders and to be humbled when he talks to us and when he talks to us off the camera and is just having conversations with us. And I think what's so important, especially as a quarterback is not only having the respect in the locker room, which he does mm. a lot of those players look up to you know you you look up to your main veterans you look up to the travis fredericks and the zach martins and the sean lees and dak prescott and i think too we've seen what kind of leader he is within the last week of donating a million oh, dollars right. to social reform and, and i just huge. think that when you look at the qualities he has off the field and the relationships that he has with his players with his teammates i think that is also exactly what you look for in a quarterback and i think that really helps him as he's starting to fight for that new deal yeah, a a amazing timing uh, from him because there was people and to me, I it's a touchy subject, but to me, telling someone to come out and speak on something when you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. I was telling my, one of my guys, I said, hey, man, you don't know what Dak is doing behind the scenes. So condemning him right now is silly. You know, this whole thing is, is, is still fresh. Um, and then, boom, it came out that, you know, he's donating to, you know, you know, education and police training and things like that. And and if that didn't stamp it, guys, that he is just this fran the franchise, I don't know what else can. <laughs> I don't know what else can. It, it's just that uh, the organization need to see it in that fashion. You don't go buy a Porsche and you park it outside. You got to figure out a way, especially when you have open space available in your garage. The Dallas Cowboys organization need to value that Porsche and park it inside and cover it and, and secure it. And uh, by them waiting for the deadline to make deals, I I just don't think that that's the natural and the right flow of things. I don't know know any other organization that does that though. Oh. It's just interesting. We've heard for the last year plus even Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones. We've heard from the front office that they believe Dak Prescott is their quarterback. So now yeah. it's just coming down to that agreement, and so that's why I think that we will see a new deal before that July fifteenth deadline. Uh, I, have, yeah. I have a question, kind of not, not about Dak, but in a similar situation. So you were around the team in the locker room during the the Zeke, you know, contract um, situation, uh, and and can you touch a little bit on that last year? And have you spoken with Zeke lately? I know you you spoke with him before during um, obviously other seasons, um, but uh, how was that last year? Was it similar, or is it a little bit different because of the COVID? You haven't been around the guys. Yeah, I think that's why it's different. Is we haven't 
been in the facility. We haven't mm-hmm. been out of practices. We haven't been talking to players and coaches and, and seeing the way that the coaches are um, making up for not having that player on the field. That was wild, though, when <laughs> yeah, Zeke it? showed yeah. up for the first time um, because he did not go to training camp. So that was leading up to, you know, he wasn't there in the offseason in the facility, you know, OTAs, mini camps. He was waiting out that new contract. And then when we found out that he was not on the plane for training camp, it was like, okay, like this, it's real. this is serious. It's, it's real. Um, and so that was obviously the talk of everything throughout training camp. And then they get back uh, from Oxnard, California, and they're finishing out training camp at the Star in Frisco and wrenching closer and closer to preseason and the season. And, and then when he does finally come, we normally do media scrums in the locker room. Not enough room. <laughs> we had to do what we do when we have, when we get further along in the playoffs, we start having more national media come in. We're out in the hallway and they brought him a pedestal to stand on so that all the cameras could see all over the reporter's heads. And it was easily 50 people like crammed over him, like in this hallway, just asking him all these questions. And it was very exciting also talking to all the players who were excited to have him back. Um, so it's been different with this DAC situation because the players haven't been at the star and we haven't been at the star to see how things are kind of going and, and to see how the teams are adjusting without a player on the field. We'll get ready for that scrum again. Once that's mm-hmm. contract, <laughs> whole like, bunch man, of scrum right? coming crazy. Just whole saying, bunch yeah. of scrum. But I mean, if you look at it, um, Ms. D, if you, if you, if you look at it though, look how they've done all their negotiations. They did it with Zeke. They did it with tank. They did it with um, Zach Martin. I mean, yeah. this is kind of like the norm. How Des Bryant they did it at the last minute. It's like kind of like they say we don't want to set we don't want to set the record. We don't <laughs> want to break the mark. And then they set the mark <clears throat> two months ago. So yeah. it's kind of like this is kind of like the norm in Dallas. This is not this is not something that's out of the ordinary. So um, let's just get this done because at the end of the day, I want to ask your thoughts on the free agency with the guys that they have brought in because they have brought in th- people that. Cowboys haven't seen in a very long time. We actually got Fat Boy. We actually yeah. got a defensive we're, line. We're waiting for you <laughs> to interview these guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Especially uh, Alden Smith. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to hear what they got what they got to say because mm-hmm. James McCoy. We want to get McCoy on because he ha- he oh is very gosh. opinionated yeah. and a big personality. Have have you guys yeah. been able to talk to any of them? Um, not I personally haven't. Okay. been able to talk to them because we haven't been there. I know they've hopped on some of the podcasts and stuff on DallasCowboys.com, but you're right. I mean, even seeing those selfie videos of yeah. Gerald McCoy uh, draft weekend because he went to Oklahoma. So when he was decked out in his Sooners gear and the Cowboys got CeeDee Lamb and they got Neville Gallimore, I mean, he was, <laughs> you felt, I didn't even go to Oklahoma. And I was like, yes, another Sooner. Like I was just as excited as he was because his video was that much fun. I'm so excited yeah. to get to meet these new personalities. I bet, man. I bet. Mm-hmm. So when we, like I told you before the show, we had uh, Brianna Dix on here mm-hmm. and had asked her um, who was some of her favorite people to interview in there. And the one I wanted to know was who was her who was the most funniest person in the locker room? Um, she said anyone other than Joe Looney. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What it was, yeah. Joe Looney. Joe, Joe. Joe. Yeah. He yep. is such a treasure. Yeah. I mean, he is so, and even like seeing him when you're not in there with cameras, like walking mm-hmm. around the facility or I've even seen him at um, Texas high school football game, like out there with his kids. Like he is so nice and so funny. Like you walk, he mm-hmm. walks past you and you're suddenly like, Oh my gosh, like I have a smile and I'm so happy. And I mean, like one time I remember this, we were um, interviewing the players right before their bye week. This was two years ago. And we were all kind of asking, you know, what's your plan? What are you going to do? And he was saying, you know, I'm going to hang out with my kids. You know, they love when I walk in and I act like an animal. And we're like, well, what do you imitate? He literally just starts like quacking like a duck and doing all these different animal noises. And it was just like, it is he is so fantastic to be around he is definitely i'm so glad that the cowboys decided oh, to I sign him and mm, keep yes. him around i'm very very excited to be back around him yeah Locker you think he got a strong tri- chance to be uh the starter there i think right now yes mm. i think there'll be competition uh in training camp and just kind of seeing where some of the new guys fit so far and I think it's also going to be really different in years past because we haven't had these in-person OTAs and mini camps. And 
while these players are still conditioning and they are working out and they're preparing on their own, they're not playing football together. They're not mm -hmm. doing this at the star together like they're used to. So I think we're going to see with a lot of players is more of a gradual increase in um, productivity throughout the season, maybe a little longer than we're used to seeing. We're probably going to see some of these starters play preseason games, right? Mm -hmm. Like we never see starters play past a couple snaps, maybe half a game in the third preseason game, right? They don't play in the, I, I just, I think it's going to be a little different this year. I think Joe Looney will be the starter, but I think things could kind of be up in the air as people trying to fight, start to find their groove later in the season. Yeah. When we talked, when we talked to Worley, uh, one of the things I pointed out was that, Hey, you're, you're an experienced veteran. Um, is that something that gives you a leg up because of the, the COVID situation where these young guys and rookies and guys fighting to be starters, they need all the reps they can get. And honestly, I don't know if they're going to get them off the bat because we got to get prepared to play week one right now, <laughs> you know, right. unless they push the season back, but we got to get ready to play right now. So I don't know if they're going to be able to mess around with those reps with the young guys. Yeah, I'd agree. I think you're going to have to try and prioritize very differently this year and i'm not saying that it's not a priority to get these rookies or these new cowboys reps that is very important too we're going to have to look out and see um if injuries increase because they might not have yeah. a normal mm. offseason like they're used to so those reps are definitely important but i agree i think they're going to have to prioritize probably a little differently this year than in years past because this is all just so new unprecedented yeah. situation right yeah I had uh I had said that last week that I was worried about the injury thing, Ms. D, because everything is so rushed and it's just like and you mentioned on a couple of things. The guys aren't in camp, the guys aren't around each other. And even though you're training outside and pulling, you know, weights on your waist and people seeing out in your yard, it's not like <laughs> the saying. regular training right. that you with the NFL. And that's what I worry about across the board with these injuries, because you know, it's just like when you're holding out. A lot of times when you see these guys hold out and then they get to camp, what's the first thing you see what happened to them? Pulled oh, hamstring. hamstring. Yeah. Her hurt ankle. You know what I'm saying? So uh -huh. that's one of the things that I'm a little bit worried about as a whole is the injury thing. But I want to ask you one other thing. We keep on hearing about the Jamal Adams. We keep on hearing oh, it's still in the air. What's your kind of feelings on Jamal Adams? And do you think now I want to throw this out? I'm to you. listening, D. Let's <laughs> let's let's say that the New York Jets during the middle of the year, like they were last year, seven games in, they're playing terrible. Mm. Do you think the Dallas Cowboys will make a ploy then because the Jets will be more open to trade? Because now you're in a losing season, you want to get picks like the Raiders did. Do you think the Cowboys would jump at it then? If anything? <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't want to, you know, say a hard yes or no because we're not at that point. I mm -hmm. will say that if you would have asked me that maybe a couple of years ago, you say no. Mm -hmm. I think we just don't know what could happen after seeing them trade the 2019 first round draft pick to Oakland for Amari Cooper when mm -hmm. they were struggling on offense and the way he just immediately turned the entire season yeah. around for the Cowboys. I think that the we're just going to have to see the rookies and the free agents and the defensive backs that the Cowboys have added to their roster. We're just going to have to see how they play and how they play with the new coaching staff before the Cowboys are going to be willing to go trade uh, a first round pick for Jamal Adams. Look, I like the way he plays. I grew up a Dallas Stars fan. He's got a huge Dallas Stars yeah, fan yeah. Stars <laughs> tattoo on his leg. Like, I'm wow. sure that we would get along, right? I'm not saying I don't want Jamal Adams. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying that the, like, the Cowboys are going to be smart about this. Right. I was so sad when, you know, somehow the rumors started swirling around a couple of weeks ago of, oh my gosh, Michael Gallup. We were kind of talking before this about not just the funniest guy in the locker room, but like maybe your favorite person interview. And he is right up there for me. And so when I was seeing that, I was like, oh my gosh, no, not possible. Oh, that was ridiculous. Yeah, I don't mean to interrupt crazy. you, but some, some guy in New York floated the idea out and it just caught fire for whatever reason. Yeah. It, it, ridiculous. Yeah. We're not trading Michael Gallup. And I love, I love Jamal Adams, but no. Yeah, I think we're just going to have to see how the new players pan out before they're going to want to make a decision. And that might be why we haven't seen any new news about a possible trade or anything with Jamal Adams. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. But everything we saw about this defense last year changed because the only person we kept with was Leon Lett. 
uh, defense position coaches. coach, yeah, yeah, yeah. position yeah. coach, yes. and everything else has changed. So it yeah. may be that Jamal yeah, Adams I just got he's a, a difference maker. I just got a memo. I can imagine the comments right now. <laughs> no, there's people actually that agree with you, but 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 I got I had a memo from a, a very important person in Dallas mm-hmm. that said, because you didn't say we need Jamal, this is what he told me to tell you. I don't like your attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping you no. would say we need him. Yeah. No, I'm, no I'm not saying that he would not be an incredible asset to this team. Of course he would. Yeah, he would. I'm just saying, I don't know that that's going to be a priority. I think the Cowboys want to see the new players pan out, see what they can do with this coaching staff. But if we get to the point in the season where they don't feel happy, I now would believe that anything is possible after seeing them trade that first round pick for Amari Cooper. If they think mm-hmm. that Jamal Adams is that missing piece, and this has been a player they've been thinking of for the last, at one point last season as well. And if they're still thinking about him then, maybe they pull the trigger and they get Jamal Adams. We I, will see. I tell you what. Uh, hey, um, are you familiar with the new uh, strength and conditioning coach? Uh, don't, don't we have that now with the Marcus, Cowboys? Are you Marcus Paul? There's yeah. a new one. There's, yeah, not, I've seen, I'm seeing him on the uh, Cowboys uh, uh, network there. Uh, do, do we, we have a new guy, so it, it may be a different situation with that as well when we was talking about the, uh, the hamstrings and things like that. Yeah, I, I think it's just going to be a lot of preventative measures right off the bat, figuring out how in shape guys are and um, taking it slowly. And again, this is all going to be different, not even just because they haven't had workouts, but they are now going to have their entire training camp in Frisco. They've been going to Oxnard for more than a decade, right? Because the weather is so much cooler. Mm. However, the Cowboys have one field grass, one grass field, <laughs> Yeah. right? The indoor <laughs> facility is all turf. And then outside they've got a turf and a grass field. You're going to have to practice on the grass. So it's just going to be a lot of hydration and figuring out a schedule but I think it's going to be a lot of preventative measures as the season will approach once the players are back out there practicing. Hey, I kind of want to jump back to the safeties right quick because something popped in my head. Um, I'm a big, uh, I don't want to say big fan of uh, high Clint Dix, but I do like the signing. But there's the other safety. I don't know. Does, when you're around Xavier Woods or and I don't know how many interviews he does with you guys, but does he come off, does he come off that he has this big chip on his shoulder? Because I think he needs to have one. Um, we've been trying to trade for Jamal Adams, you know, Earl Thomas, you know, the fans have been screaming to draft a safety when you're around him in the locker room. Does it, does he come off kind of edgy? Like, like, uh, Orlando Scandrick, they used to call Orlando Scandrick the grouch, you know, because he played with a chip on his shoulder, but yeah, he was straight a grouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was not there for Scandrick, okay. so I'm not going to comment on him. Uh, I mean, when I've talked to Xavier Woods, I mean, he hasn't been rude or off-putting to me when I've asked yeah, him. Yeah, I, I don't mean to be rude. He's I'm done sorry. that. Yeah. I would believe, no, no, no. I would just, I would believe that probably players like him and others would have a chip on their shoulder, okay. right? Mm-hmm. If you're seeing the type of players that the Cowboys are signing or drafting, but I also think that's during the year. Just because you're a starter doesn't mean you're not competing for your spot every week. And I think that's the mentality a lot of these players have throughout the season is I have to get better every week. Their competition are their teammates, right? Right down them in the locker room. So I would think that you probably would have a chip on your shoulder. Yes, after seeing the signings, but also, I mean, it's not like they couldn't have replaced Jeff Heath, right? There so- we go. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I ain't hating on Heath, but good Lord. Good Lord, boy. <laughs> you said something very important there. You said competition. Um, and we have a theory here that Yes, there was competition that the coaches told you about, but then there was Jeff Heath stayed the starting safety for three years. So how much really was it? Uh, uh, was it really a competition? But we feel like new coaching staff, literally almost entirely 100% new coaching staff. Only two guys or three guys, I think, were kept over from the last regime. So mm-hmm. these guys have no ties to the, to, to the previous incumbent players. So I really think that the competition that you talked about is real now. Uh, you know, as, as opposed to the previous years. Absolutely. And that goes for the entire facility. I mean, you're looking at the coaches that they brought in, those coaches who were hired under Mike McCarthy, 
they've got to prove themselves as well. Uh, you know, you look mm -hmm. at the scouting department, the scouting department is now having to work with new coaches. And I mean, after looking at the draft, I would think that they did prove themselves, right? But it's, it's everyone is having to prove themselves to this new regime under Mike McCarthy and the players absolutely are included in that. Um, I mean, the coaches, you know, they look at tape and when they're on our teams, they obviously know about the players on the, on the team that they're now going to be coaching. But absolutely, when you start having those first few practices, uh, if training camp is the first time the players are, are back out there, then training camp, those first few practices are going to be really important for making those first impressions under this new coaching staff. Indeed. Indeed. See, so she agrees with us in regards to this competition thing. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I mean, competition, competition is, is good, good for everyone. Yeah, yeah, it is. We just think it's, it's real competition now. It's real that, competition now yeah. because it seems yes. like it was, a, it was a fixed fight before. Feels like that you was going out there in the box, but at the end of the day, you was taking a dive. Yes. It will, it'll definitely be different than the last couple of years mm -hmm, since mm -hmm. it's almost an entirely clean slate. Yep. Got yep. a question from uh, one of the commenters. Uh, was a donation. He said, which player does she think is going to surprise us in 2020? Like a breakout player? Mm -hmm. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, uh, he's just asked, what player is going to surprise us? It could be breakout. It could be somebody surprise. off the radar. It could be C.D. Lamb, you know. And I want, okay, well, I, we'll get to that. We'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. I want her opinions on that whole situation, how that happened, how that came I'm down. not going to say C.D. Lamb because that's a very obvious <laughs> answer. Right? Yeah, that's not of a surprise. Course. Not right. a surprise. No. I'm going to go actually on the um, other side of the ball. I'm going to go defense, and I'm going to say linebacker Luke Gifford. Ooh. Oh. Number 57. Oh, I got a like sound that. effect. She got yeah. a sound. She got the yeah. bomb Dropping drop. bombs on Hiroshima. <laughs> me, me, and James, me and James thought that he was uh, doing a great thing last year during training yes. camp. Yes. Uh, oh, my gosh. He had a great know training camp the, the yeah. staff really liked him and he had a really great preseason game he had like an interception and a tackle and a pass breakup and then he had a high ankle sprain okay know, so he's right. out right so he comes back he has some good games he really focuses on special teams to get back into it he he hurt his arm i think he broke his forearm or something mm -hmm. it, it was just really bad luck that first year yeah. and while the coaching staff is different you would think that you know around the league if a coach knows a good player. Oh yeah. Player, right. Yeah. So I would think that having this clean slate, assuming he doesn't have any injuries and he's ready to go. That's a player that I'm excited to see. Luke Gifford. That's my surprise like that. player. I like that. It, it was worthy of a, a bomb drop. Because yes. <laughs> yeah, we, we, none of us was thinking that one. Really? No, no. no, I, no I, I, I had I, people in my feed saying, Odin Smith. Yeah, I had Xavier Woods. Somebody popped up. Bradley uh, and I. You know. Bradley and I. Yeah, but um, yeah. I well, like yeah, that. Before I forget, guys, let's kind of, you know, if you got questions on the draft, I kind of want to ask some of your questions on the draft because, again, I, I'll have to ask this because with the virtual stuff and with the COVID, I don't know if you've interviewed all these people or if you've talked to them or if you've sat in on media uh, virtual <laughs> interviews or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But before we get into the whole draft, um, we did a draft show during during the first round, and we it was amazing. We had so much fun, uh, but we did not think that uh, CD Lamb was going to fall. Mm -hmm. So did. yeah, as it was right. happening, the anticipation was growing. How was it for you personally, or well, professionally and personally? Uh, how was it for you when the CD Lamb uh, pick was coming, and then when it came, were you excited? Were you shocked? Like, what, what were you thinking there? everything yeah. so <laughs> i was watching um i was watching on my couch uh we were doing a couple draft shows so mm. the way it was i was watching and basically as soon as our pick was made it was run upstairs get ready get my notes together yeah. start our show mm. um so i'm watching the draft and you know in the beginning I'm like okay great like ohio state this is their next recruiting video they're just going to show the draft and we start getting down and leading up to the draft i had pushed for Defend, uh, a pass rush, Chase right? On. I was Kayla Von Chase on out of mm. LSU. That was that was who I thought they were going to take. I thought if and if they were going to merge away from that idea, it was going to be a defensive back. It was going to be you, you know another safety or cornerback. I wasn't the only one who didn't think the Cowboys were going to get CD Lamb. They on all of their mock drafts, not once did they even have him as an option falling to them at seventeen. So when it gets to the Cowboys at seventeen, I was like. Oh my gosh, Caleb on Chason is still here. 
but so is CD, CD Lamb. Lamb. <laughs> right. like, how is that even possible? And so I'm saying that I'm like, we need a pass rush on the right side of the defensive line. Alden Smith was not reinstated at that point. We still right. haven't heard about Randy Gregory. Tyrone Crawford is coming off two hip surgeries. I'm thinking, hello, that is a big gap. But then it's CD Lamb. But it's CD Lamb. CD Lamb, exactly. This is, <laughs> this is what the fans push have pushed for every year. Right. Best uh-huh. player available. Ooh, yep. That she is what the Cowboys down. did. And yeah. after the loss of Randall Cobb to free agency, I I was like I had goosebumps. My jaw dropped when I saw CD Lamb pop up on my TV screen. I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We oh should, my oh, God! He was L- going listen, <laughs> yeah, listen. He was going Whenever you get a chance, show. it's way, it's <laughs> deep down into our, our YouTube here. But go look at the first day of our draft coverage. I lost my damn mind. You know, <laughs> I, I lost my damn mind. You I had, and the rest of the world. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, J- now it's funny because you said the Cowboys didn't mock him, but James. Yeah, James. They must. We didn't, they must didn't go on fans. What, what, what they, did we do? They, they didn't check us out. They didn't man. check us. Miss <laughs> D, you didn't check us out. We. we it was a surprise a mock type draft. Mock. It was yeah. a surprise mock, and Jerry Judy, Ceedee Lamb, and Kavalon Chasen have fell. And it was right before we did our live draft. And I text the guys. I was like. Hey, I just did a mock draft and CD Lamb was available. So you didn't even have him. the Cowboys trade up. Yeah, yeah. No. I was like, no, this was a regular, uh, it was like a regular mock draft. And I said, I'm taking him. I said, oh, shoot. And then we had a live draft. We picked Trevin Diggs and yep, we yeah. also picked Reggie, Reggie Robinson, Robinson yeah. in our, in our and, draft. And we, Look at you guys. I'm just yeah. saying, we, 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 about money. Life, yeah. we, we about that life, Danny. We about that life yeah. over here. Yeah. How'd you feel about the rest of the draft, though? I was impressed. I mm-hmm. couldn't believe that Diggs was there for them. I liked right. the pick of Neville Gallimore with the signings of Don Terry Poe mm-hmm. and Gerald McCoy. We're going to see a much different type of defensive tackle under new defensive coordinator Mike Nolan than what we were seeing with Rod Marinelli. Marinelli mm-hmm. really liked those smaller defensive tackles, and we've already seen with these three alone, they like those bigger defensive tackles and going to stop the run. And so I'm excited to have Gallimore here. I think it's exciting for McCoy to have a sooner with him in the position <laughs> yeah. room. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Robinson, uh, you know, the defensive backs. I, I think the Cowboys really did a nice job with this draft. I really do. I think they got all of the right positions a lot of value. tackled in this. Yes. A lot, yeah. a lot of value. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite pick value-wise um, was an eye. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if you did. did Defensive end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have you done any digging on him or uh, able to speak with him or what have you? Um, I have not been able to speak with him. Um, The first couple of uh, rounds that night, the Cowboys media, we had um, phone interviews, Mm. all Mm. the media on. So we were able to have a scrum that way. Uh, I wasn't able to hop on to the back end of the draft on those calls because of recording our shows. So I haven't had a chance to talk with uh, those later draft picks, uh, but definitely looking forward to it. We get back in the facility uh, and talk listen, to all these new players. Listen, we we can't wait for y'all to do that because we can't, <laughs> we can't do it. So, yeah. you know, all we have is, is reporters like yourself and shows <clears throat> like your shows to kind of, give us a little bit more insight that, that we're mm-hmm. not now that we're not there but hey you never know you never know you might see us yeah, down there know. Danny you might you might see Come us on. down there. <laughs> hey now you know we asked we talked about this off air but you know I'm just gonna throw this in there right quick right um you know <clears throat> been with the Cowboys uh doing your thing but um I want to talk about how you kind of started out um you were doing interview uh on sideline interviews on high school football in Texas which is huge um, kind of tell us about that experience and how to kind of maybe prep you get into the Cowboys because we all know Texas football is gigantic. It's like dang near pro football with the stadiums. Talk about how that kind of, you know, how you got into that and how it kind of, you know, took off from there. Sure. Uh, so I graduated with a sports broadcast journalism degree from the University of Missouri. Um, mm-hmm. And then I came back here. Uh, back to my hometown, Dallas, and I ended up taking my first job with Fox Sports Southwest, and I was an editor. And so I was editing for all of our live shows, which was a multitude of sports and teams that uh, they cover over there, and uh, just started making connections with some of the producers for other shows and letting them know I was interested and started doing some uh, some reports for their shows. And then I ended up becoming a sideline reporter 
uh, for Texas high school football day. So going around Friday nights and being on the sideline, talking to players and coaches, and it was so much fun. So I'm, I'm from Plano. And so I understand the multitude of Texas high school football and that it is unlike anything else, but I just, I I know I love (laughs) going to those smaller schools just as much. It was almost refreshing. Um, to just kind of remember like what football brings out in people and you're seeing generations sitting in the stands and cheering on, even though they don't have family members or family friends playing on the fields. Like that's just what you do on Friday nights is you go sit in the stands and you cheer for your high school football team. And it's just so much fun and the passion they play with and the skills that a lot of these guys have. It was incredible. I'm very, very grateful for that experience. Um, and I think that experience is what helped me get my job now with the Cowboys um, and just kind of helping me get my foot into the door and get ready for the job that I have now. Man, plus, you, plus you, plus you, plus you good. Hey, is Mickey Spags, he's from the same uh, university. I know you guys didn't go to the he same sure time, is. but so, he, I know he kind so of- So is Brad Sham. Oh, wow. oh, I didn't know yeah, Sam Brad from his yeah. red chain. Man, Mickey, yeah. Mickey. He's well, dead. T- you got the whole humdum up in there. Tigers, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Mickey, he'll yeah. let you know every chance you get. On, yeah. He's from. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, love yeah. Mick. Yeah, no, another <laughs> couple Mizzou Tigers up there. Hey, yeah. hey, so, listen, we might as well drop the bomb. So, we were going to do this at the, at the very end, but since we're talking about Mickey and Brad and things like that, we have another one of your former colleagues. And, guys, this is for you, too. Uh, that'll be on the show this week. <laughs> And we want to ask you about him a little bit. But no. inside. Yeah, inside, inside all the trader good stuff, information. You know. Inside yeah. trader. You're going to get me it's in like, trouble. Who are this like Wall Street no, right no, here. No, no, no. It's a good I'm thing. I'm pretty sure you have some nice things to say about him. I hope you do. Mm-hmm. Um, guys and, and gal, Brian Broadus will be on the show Tuesday, yeah. 8 p.m. <laughs> we will have the former Dallas Cowboys scout and yeah. uh, Cowboys break, talking Cowboys, all the good stuff. Yeah. Pre-game show, post-game show. Uh, the Brian Broadus will be in Tuesday night, and I mm-hmm. know you have stories or you have your thoughts on Mr. Broadus. Uh, we Cowboys fans, we love him. Even if we disagree yeah. with Brian, we love him because he yeah. he gives us that inside that inside he gives knowledge, that, that raw. Depth, he gives that raw that scout you know type of feel that we don't we don't have elsewhere. Right, and that's why we appreciate him. Even if we don't agree, I still appreciate <laughs> what Brian did. So, a little bit, you know, can you give us a little bit about Brian? Brian is amazing. He is so intelligent and is so understanding of so many different facets that I didn't even understand when I was first working at the Cowboys. He was instrumental in the year and a half that I worked with him at the Cowboys and just helping me grow and learn and understand the game in a different way and how to talk to players and coaches. I I don't have enough great things to say about (laughs) him. He he made me much smarter in understanding this game and reporting on this game. I mean, if you're watching this now, guys, this is nothing compared to what Brian will, will <laughs> give you in terms of information. So be sure Joe to got fired. that. <laughs> no, yeah, Brian, got fired. Brian is great. He he really is yeah, an excited. awesome person to work with. We we are definitely excited mm-hmm. for Brian to have him on. Um, and 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 I knew I knew you when I saw your face and your reaction. You're like, oh my god! <laughs> and I knew you'd, you'd have some things to say about. He's a tiger. About, He's just a different kind of tiger than and, me. And he will yeah, let he, you know yeah. that yeah, he will from definitely LSU. LSU. <laughs> no, yeah, I was yeah. looking on a Twitter today, and you know, um, I'm a I'm a Texas guy. University of Texas is my team, and I seen somebody on Twitter. They had a picture and it said DBU, and he was he put a, a title. He said. You sure about that? <laughs> no, <laughs> and he no, put so his LSU mean, Tigers right you, above it. If yeah. you guys can imagine him and Dave Hellman working oh. in close oh, wow. quarters. Oh my gosh! Tiny football jail. season. <laughs> I have I know so much about LSU football. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and every Friday on Casual, you know, Casual Friday, uh-huh. that it's the gold and the purple, and talking about the games and it. it and then Danny McCray. He's also up yeah. there now. He's a former yeah, cowboy. Yeah, he is crazy. So Tell him to hit it me is, up. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a lot of LSU up in the Cowboys. I, I love how they're in close quarters because they're always playing little jokes yes. on each other. I see little things like they tweet and stuff like that. I That's do miss their relationship. That's how it is in real life, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's awesome. I, um, I wish he was still there. I don't know why he's not. Uh, but, you know, he's still doing his thing on 105 through the fans. So it's going to mm-hmm. be it's going to be great to have him in there. So. 
just wanted to drop that, you know. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Yeah. Darn, oh, you should have brought like him that. on with me. Oh, hey, great. Rome wasn't built in a day. One day at a time. One day at a time. Yes, indeed. We would love to have you back though at some point. Um, uh-huh. I know it gets busy during the season, definitely for you, because you're on a multitude of different shows. But uh, maybe sometime in the preseason camp or what have you, because you're down there. Um, right. You'll you'll be right there getting all the information for us, and we'll be listening, you know, for all your reports and what have you. So maybe you know, maybe sometime we can get you back on the show with B, with B. Yes. Right, right, right. Both that. of y'all. Yeah. Yes. Um, before you depart, there, uh, I have a guy named Vodge Lombardi. He want to know whether or not do you think that fans will be able to attend this uh, training camp this year do you think so i don't have any insight from the team i guess i'll just make that my disclaimer my thought has nothing to do with what i've received you know information from being a cowboys employee right um but from what it has seemed at least in texas with governor abbott of that professional sports mm-hmm. will be able to have fans and it's already gone up from 25 to 50 percent capacity um i don't know the logistics of if that will count if the roof at AT at&t stadium is closed i don't know if it has to be considered an open stadium and the roof has to be open i don't know details about if they're going to have to social distance or how they pick which fans can get tickets i don't know personally i hope so you would love that right you want that atmosphere you want to go out and personally you want to go watch the game if you're a player you want to have that home field advantage of course I just hope that they're able to find a way where everyone is still safe and able to enjoy it. Um, but I, I don't have, you know, insider knowledge on that. Uh, I wish I did, but I, I definitely hope that fans are able to go um, at least at AT&T Stadium. I don't know how that will be around the U.S. with other yeah, stadiums. You know what the crazy thing is to me is, is my, my opinion is this. They open, I mean, like I'm in Columbus, Ohio, so they pretty much open everything in Columbus. There ain't no social distancing right now. Everybody is, I mean, we've seen what's going on with George Floyd. I'm not trying to, you know, bring, but we've seen everybody being around each other in close quarters. It's multitude of mass peoples. So if that's going on, bring them in the games. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, good deal. L- listen I, re- I, I understand all the COVID and everything, but I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, I hope football's back. I hope. I hope everybody's able to come to the games, man. And well, that could just wear a mask be, and gloves. I will. I will wear a bubble. <laughs> I will wear, wear a bubble. bubble. You ever see Bubble Boy? Yeah, Bubble Boy. I'll be right I next to right you. I'll, I'll touch you. I'll touch your bubble with hand, with high five. Uh, I will say, like for me, the priority is football, right? I'd rather have football and no fans than have something messy kind of happen put, and put have fans, on. and then the put season on. gets canceled you know, in the middle oh, right yeah, that'd be ugly. right so the fact that we were able to have schedule releases and the plan is still to have a season that's you know that's just what i'm excited for i'm ready to have sports back and selfishly i'm ready to have football back that's not selfish we're all selfish with you yeah. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> straight up we are we are hoping and praying that there's going to be some type of season even if they got to pipe in the sound like i'm cool with that right and, you know, that's what they've been okay. doing on some of these you know the, the ufc other- yeah. Yeah. Oh, you, wa- same, you watch UFC, huh? No, I mean I see clips on. Oh, yeah. she said <laughs> Sorry, no. 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 <laughs> She's like, I'm not gonna lie to you. She's like, I ain't lying. Uh, I'm not gonna lie because then if you start asking me questions, I no, can't no. dig myself out of that hole. Listen, I don't watch it. <laughs> he said, Oh, do you know blah blah blah? Um, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I don't watch it like that either. I, I just kind of tune in every so often, but I know that they they piping they're piping mm-hmm. in sound right now. That that's mm-hmm. why I want that. Right. And it's weird, like watching golf. It's weird flying. without even seeing people. Yeah, I mean, that was great. You know, yeah. Phil Mickelson, Talk Tom trash. Brady. Yeah. Um, it's weird without without fans, but it's nice to, that they're able to at least start finding ways for us to start having sports again. Indeed. It will, indeed. It will happen. Hey, Danny, we're not going to keep it too long because we can go. I told you we can go. <laughs> um, but this has been fast. I can't believe it's 8 o'clock. I, I can't. Yeah, well, yeah 8 o'clock well, over there. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah see. Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, hey, parting shots, though, Law, and, and big game before, you know, we, we, we end the, the, the session. You know, I got to go before Law because he go hard <laughs> in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> I got to just get my – I just want to tell you thank you. You've been – I mean, for real, for real, your knowledge is fabulous. Um, I just you. really enjoyed mm-hmm. listening to you. 
uh, you're a great personality. Um, I really, uh, one of the things that really stood out to me, like I said, I wasn't being a stalker when I <laughs> looked at your stuff. I told you I'm an information guy. Um, but just to see the, all the stuff that you have done is a testament to your hard work and um, you impressive. really deserve where you where you're at and i want to see even more from you and i just hope that you come back on the show because you're 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 an awesome guest awesome well thank you i appreciate those kind words i'll come back whenever you guys need me indeed i appreciate yes, you indeed i really appreciate you and uh i didn't like it at all i didn't i loved every minute <laughs> oh, of it that's what See, I just wanted to I just wanted to grab your attention for a quick <laughs> second. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but you made us all look good over here, you know, okay, coming yeah. on the show yes, and everything. And, uh, we can't wait to see you down there in uh, Frisco if they allow us to come. I come to all of the uh, the uh, training camps there. So if mm -hmm. they allow us to come out there, I'll give you a shout out. And, uh, yes. Maybe we can other guys be there as well so really appreciate you keep up the good work Thank it up. You. fabulous work i don't know how i can follow up i didn't like it i loved it so i'm just <laughs> gonna say <laughs> he always does that to us now just messing with you law oh uh, man yeah this has been no. awesome um I, like like uh, james said i hope we can have you on again sometime just mm -hmm. to talk football um i love your knowledge of the game and your you have that inside uh knowledge in regards to the players and we, we want to give our fans a different perspective. When we have our guests on here, it's all about giving them a different perspective than we can give them as fans. So we we appreciate uh, you coming on, and we respect your work greatly. Like I said you know, before the show, I respect your work greatly. Your resume speaks for itself. Guys, if you don't know, just go to DallasCowboys.com, type in your name. You'll find our stuff this, up there. It's, gosh, it's it's so, you guys are very yeah. sweet. Thank you. I told no you problem. before, I was like, man, I'm – I'm nervous. I don't know if I can talk that long with oh, you. you can. Oh man, gotta go. Uh, no, we, no, you don't have to go. But we, <laughs> we're gonna be respectful. We're gonna be respectful to you. I'm very appreciative of you guys having me on. I really did have a lot of fun. You guys are so much fun. So, so much energy and so many fun personalities. I really enjoyed being able to talk football again. Yeah. So whenever you guys need me, I am desperate to get ready for football. So love me now. Hey, now, just, see, they just tell scream us the late things. night hype, Miss D. Yeah, the late night hype. When we, now, when we hit you up. We got it on recording. The news break. <laughs> that, that, that we got it on recording. Guy, <laughs> signed a contract. Hey, we're calling up D. We're going to call up D. We're going to hit you I'm up. Here. And, hey, yeah, anything okay. you want to plug, you know, any like charity or or something you're doing or what have you, any, anything, you know, any shout outs, whatever you want to do, anything you want to plug, though? Yeah. Um, I, I don't necessarily, I guess, think charity. Sa I just. SoundCloud. No. Twitter, <laughs> whether follow you on Twitter. It, it is I'm not, I'm not like a great millennial and stuff like that, to wow. be honest. I don't, yeah, no. Oh, no. you go, you old school then. Old school. Yeah, part, part of me I am. Um, No, nothing I guess to promote in that sense. I guess my, my words would just kind of be that I hope everyone, um, especially that's excited for football, is just, you know, be patient with everything in terms of us getting back into the facility and talking to players and be patient and kind with one another. It's very wild times right now for mm -hmm. so many different reasons. So just remember to be kind to one another and respectful. And hopefully when football gets back, that will be something that will bring us all together. Mm. There it is. You should better clues bomb. You're dropping clues bomb. No, I'm not going to drop the clues bomb. I'm going to drop this. Oh, okay. <laughs> we know what that means. <laughs> that Another means we're going to slide We're out. coming right back, though. We are coming back. Make sure you guys stay tuned. We'll open up the phone lines and we'll wrap. Um, hey, can we tell them where to follow you at? Yes. Follow me on Twitter at Danny Sarek. It's D-A-N-I-S-U-R-E-C-K. Awesome, man. Awesome. You heard it there first. Guys, stick around. We're going to uh, talk to Danny a little bit for a little bit off air, and we'll be right back. <laughs> 